podcast. This is Matt Shalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Shalava. And it is Thursday, so the week is quickly coming to an end, and it is picking up a little bit with sneaker releases. So today we had the Jordan 3 fragments come out, and they did another collaboration with the sneaker that I'd never really seen before by Jordan, but they did a collab with uh, Fragment as well. And if you don't know what Fragment is, it's basically like a high-end um like a higher end <clears throat> brand that Jordan has done collabs with in the past. And so uh, it's always a good, like whenever you see a company doing a collab with Fragment, it's always a good idea to take a look and see what's going on. Maybe it's worth flipping, maybe it's not, but always a good idea to at least take a look at it. And so, especially with Jordan releases, when they do a collab with Fragment, it's a full send. And today was really no different. So, went after the release today and there were a couple sites doing small 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 releases like the and they weren't releasing the jordan threes they were releasing that secondary pair that i can't remember the name right now um stock numbers were super low we're talking like sub 100 pairs of shoes per site so just a crazy crazy low um quantity sneaker and when you have a very low stock in a sneaker it's going to be very hard to get because there's just such a low stock um, amount for the for the sneaker itself. And so that was what was going on. I quickly did not get any shoes, and then uh, the sneakers release came. So the first couple releases missed out, but then the sneakers release came, and I figured, well, maybe I didn't know what the stock numbers were going to be, but I said maybe maybe I'll be able to hit because a lot of these hyped releases I don't hit on, and a lot of people think that I hit on a lot of releases. I just take a lot of shots at releases and a lot of the releases that I um a lot of the releases that I uh end up going after um are just super low hyped releases so nothing too crazy. And so I uh I went after these ones today and they are a pretty hyped collab, right? I just mentioned Fragment and Jordan stuff always does well, and people have been expecting another Jordan collab for a while with Fragment. And so the last one came out a few years ago, I think, maybe a couple years back, but they did a Jordan 1 with, uh, the Fragment did a Jordan 1 with Jordan, and uh, it was beautiful. Um, it was a black and blue jordan it looked kind of like the royal toes but it was a little bit more clean in my opinion and a fun fact about those they actually showed up at ross at one point so i don't know what happened with nike but at one point nike had sent probably by accident a bunch of those jordan one fragments to ross and so whenever ross made their purchase i guess somehow jordan one fragments got put in and that sneaker is like a couple grand sneaker like it's a pretty expensive shoe depending on the size you can get up into the uh, three four thousand dollar range and so these just started popping up at ross a few years back and so people were going crazy they were getting like multiple pairs at a ross and you're getting multiple pairs of a thousand dollar sneaker just absolutely ridiculous um but that probably won't happen with these i think that was more of a one-time thing that happens every once in a while with ross where they'll get a a shipment of shoes in that just it's hitting across the nation and it's very weird uh the shoes that they'll get because sometimes they're very very hyped shoes that somehow get tossed into the bin or whatever so um it's it's a very interesting uh type of thing that happens with ross when they do that but uh, that's kind of off topic. So back to the fragments. So the fragments came out today and I was hoping to get the 
sneakers release, at least get one pair. There were two pairs coming out. There were a couple pair. There were a couple different things coming out apparel wise, and then there were, um, I think there was a football jersey that was coming out that was going to flip pretty well. And so I ended up not going after the apparel because I just didn't have enough time. Um, I ended up going after just the shoes because they were. You have a certain time limit that you need to enter by, and so within that first couple minutes. My iPad and my phone were going a little bit slower, and I was trying to get the entries all put in, and after I got the entries put in, it was like the end of the two minutes, and I couldn't enter anymore because they had already sold out of the things that I was going to enter after those, and so I was waiting and waiting, and nothing ended up coming through, and I missed out on that release as well, and so just kind of a bummer there because every once in a while, I mean, you hit on a really good release, and so every time a good release comes out, you get your hopes up, and more often than not, you're not going to hit because it's it's very difficult to get these sneakers releases and it, on a normal day, let alone a very hyped release like a Fragment co- collab that Nike did. And so the stock numbers that I was seeing afterwards was that there were like less than 30,000 pairs of these released by Nike, which total, total of the Jordan 3s and the other pair of Jordans. And so that's ridiculous. That's very, very low, especially for two pairs of shoes you would expect the you would expect the um, the stock numbers to have been a bit higher for both pairs combined than less than 30,000. I was expecting probably about, I don't know, 25 and 25 per pair would have been more normal to me. But what I, it ended up being was I think the Jordan 3s had like 26,000 pairs made or, or released by Nike. And then the Jordan, the other pair of Jordans, like the gray pair, I think Nike released 1,800 pairs, which is ridiculously low that's what i had seen now that seems super low to me that seems almost a little bit suspect but um if that is true i would hold on to those shoes because that is an extremely extremely low amount of shoes i mean that's that's very low if you hit on a pair of those and the stock number really is that you got one out of 1800 pairs and then i mean like some of the other sites releasing these pairs were like 50 60 stock like that's that's super low so when you're looking at stuff like that you got to realize that the scarcity for that shoe will be super, super high. And you can make a lot of money on a shoe like that after holding it for a while. Now, the downside is there really wasn't a lot of hype around that shoe, but the prices were pretty high pre-release. So I would at least see what happens, see where the prices start to go. If they look like they're starting to dip a a ton after a couple months, then you can sell. But more than likely what's going to happen is I can see that price going up and up and up because it is a fragment collab and there were so few of the shoes made. So that is something just to keep an eye on and hopefully that can um, get you a little bit more money in the long term if you like to play a long term game and you hit on those shoes. And so that was something I saw. I missed out on both pairs. Huge bummer there. Never, I mean, you never want to go out of a release without hitting on any shoes, but that is what happens sometimes. So, um, from there, there really wasn't anything else today. I have been making very few sales the past two days. Uh, I think the past two days I made one sale. So it has been very slow. And I'm just thinking a lot about what do I do when things get really slow. And for me, things don't get slow too often. Um, usually I'm pretty busy. Usually I can get a lot of sales moving. And at any given day, I may have a few sales. They're usually higher price sales. And then on the weekends, I'll usually get a fair amount of sales come in. And then when Q4 rolls around or whenever I'm going very hard on sourcing, um, I can usually get 10-ish sales a day, if not more. And they're usually higher price sales or, or items that are moving with very quick velocity. So that's really what I'm trying to do. Um, now, today, 
like I said, I didn't really have a ton of sales and I'm thinking about what do I do in situations where I don't really have a ton of sales coming through. And for me, it's, it's kind of a difficult situation because you want to make sales and you want to source and you want to do all these other things, but sales are really the driver of the business. So it's important to keep getting those in and more sales trigger other sales. So it's almost like a domino effect. If you're not making that first couple sales, uh, the, the rest of the sales, oftentimes like an eight to 10 sale day, if you're if that's a high amount of sales for you, that will be triggered by you making maybe one or two sales earlier in the morning, right? And then you make those couple of sales early in the morning and then the rest of the day, your eBay account's kind of like buzzing, people are checking it out, uh, more people buy from you and it just, it sets the day up pretty well for success. Where if you don't make any sales till maybe six o'clock at night, it's not to say that you won't make 10 sales or 20 sales in a day. It's just to say that, there is a very, uh, there's a less chance that you will make a ton of sales um, throughout the day just because you won't have kind of that positive uh, vibe going on eBay. And so looking at that, um, it is something important to keep in mind that if you want to get your sales moving, you have to be willing to um, maybe take a lower offer earlier in the day. So that's one thing that I do, right? If I see that an I'm not having a great sales day, I'll try and take an offer. Now, I won't take like a super low offer, but I will try to take at least an offer that's respectable for the item that I would be comfortable taking, even if maybe it's five or 10 bucks less than I really wanted, just to get sales going. And, and oftentimes I find that that works really well for getting sales moving and stuff. Uh, oftentimes it does spike my sales a good bit. And so I'll do that. Another thing that I do is I get listing as much as I can. Now, if you don't have a ton of items, that's kind of difficult. But if you have a death pile or you have a lot of items that are photographed, get those things up and list it or relist old items. Make a completely new listing, new title, new everything. Don't just relist the old one. Don't just end it and sell similar. Make a new one and completely, completely new. Find a new one to copy off of and then just hit sell similar from that one and go from there. But basically make your item new again so that you have new looking items being listed. And that basically means that eBay is seeing, hey, this person's listing a lot of new items, not new as in the condition, new as in new to eBay. Because when you're listing, I don't know, if you list a water bottle and then you just hit sell similar, eBay kind of already knows if that water bottle is is like the same one you've been trying to sell. But if you go find a new one and you use the same pictures that you have, but you find like a completely different listing, um, than the one you've been using, maybe like somebody else's pink water bottle that's sold, then eBay kind of recognizes that. It seems like they treat that as a new listing, which is um, which is good. You want to keep your sales moving. You want to keep listing new items, and that's one of the best ways. Getting new items listed, that triggers a lot of people to come to your store because eBay sees that you're being active. They see that your store is getting new items. They push more traffic towards your store to see if those items are going to do well, and then eventually you get a sale because more people are seeing your store. And so that's another way to do the to get more sales going through your store so that you can have a better sales day if you're maybe in a slump. Um, other things I do, I send offers to likers and I haven't done that in a very long time um, or offers to watchers, I guess, on eBay, um, offers to likers on Mercari and Poshmark. But sending those offers out is huge and it, one, generates more activity in your, in your store. So your store is buzzing a little bit because there's a lot of offers on your items or offers that you've sent out and people are now looking at your items and stuff. Or number two, um, you make a sale off of that item and then your store is buzzing even more because there's more um, 
I, I don't know, it triggers the algorithm whenever you make a sale so that now more people are coming to your store. So you have a better chance of retargeting a customer and making a sale that way uh, just by sending them an offer. And so those are like three of the biggest things that I would do. I think that those are important. I think that you can make a lot of money doing um, those. If you are kind of in a slump, those should help get your sales going a little bit and then just keep sourcing. And and that's the biggest thing. What I've been learning right now is with some of these releases that are coming out, I am super capital deficient. Um, which is not what I want to be. And and that's something I should have thought about a little more closely back in August. But I hit a point where I'd run out of a lot of inventory. I mean, a lot of good inventory. And I was trying to figure out what my next move was. And so I started buying. And that's probably not the smartest thing to do. Because if you're buying, you don't really know what to buy. And you start buying things to kind of make yourself feel good like you're doing something. Um, you're probably going to make some bad buys. And I, I didn't make awful buys but I made bad buys in respect to what I could have been buying now and that's something to keep in mind because while you may not always be making a ton of sales this is a year-long thing um, and then obviously like a a career-long thing for some people Um, but if you're thinking about it just year by year um, you are gonna make a lot more sales in Q4 than you will in Q3 and that that's just how it goes fourth quarter of the year is the highest selling quarter for anybody and that's usually how it goes anyway um and so when you see a lot of items that are going to hit that that fourth quarter of the year um you have to be prepared for those things and not having enough capital is one way to be super unprepared and so me just kind of panicking not knowing what to source i kind of started buying things i started buying shoes i started buying uh toys i started buying whatever because i had a lot of capital to work with and i ended up not selling through a lot of that stuff because I priced it high, because I overpriced it, because I overthought the market, because other people bought in at the time that I bought in, and then they tanked the market. Like There's just so many factors that played in that now I have a ton of inventory that's decent, or it was decent when I bought it, but now it's not really anything, and it's just there sitting. It's non-returnable because I waited so long, and that's a mistake. And so you learn things, and I I mean, I learned a tremendous thing just through that, but it, it sucks when you have three to four thousand dollars just sitting there sometimes and you're like well i could be putting this somewhere else where i'm going to make my money back much quicker and much at a much higher rate too it's not like i'm going to be selling for costs just to get things out of here i'd be able to dump that three or four thousand dollars into some of these items that are releasing that are going to be making you know two to three x and maybe their cost is like a hundred to five hundred bucks right And, and so it's just sometimes you have to take a step back and look at what you're doing and look at where you think you'll be in a couple months and what you need to have and then plan what you're doing now around where you want to be in a few months and so for me I didn't do that I kind of looked at the here and now panicked because I didn't have enough items and made a couple bad buys and so I would encourage you to look at what your goals for the rest of the year are and start kind of planning for those and don't you don't have to freak out about it like I don't like goal planning or goal setting sometimes because it's just a pain like you don't want to sit there and think about it like you feel like you're wasting time at least I do but it is very helpful to at least have a couple general ideas of what you want to do for the rest of the year and then try and plan around that and obviously things change plans change because you find a great um you know a great sale that's going to make you a ton of money or you find a crazy release that's coming out that you end up hitting on a bunch or or whatever but at least having some sort of plan in mind to try and follow and then adjusting accordingly as you go that will really help you out a lot in this upcoming uh, fourth quarter of the year. So that's just what's been going on. That's kind of what I'm thinking about a lot. And I'm going to be pushing to get a lot of sales out of my store of some of the stuff that has been setting to get a lot more capital built up for the rest of the year. So that's my that's what I'll be doing for uh, this week. Tonight I'm going on a podcast. 
It's called Learning from Smart People. I talked about it a little bit yesterday, but uh, it should be good. I, I don't really know what to expect. Uh, my uncle started this podcast. I didn't even know about it until uh, a few weeks back when I was talking to him, and he said, hey, I have a podcast, so if you'd like to come on, I'd love to have you. And so I'm pretty pumped, but I'm not really sure what to expect. So it could be a very um, – it'll definitely be a lot of fun. It could be very interesting to hear because, I mean, getting interviewed by somebody that knows you – from the time you were a little kid they always know kind of what questions to ask and stuff they have a better sense of who you are so it'll be interesting um i'd encourage you to go check that out if you want to hear more um and kind of get a little bit more of a backstory on how i started reselling and stuff but uh that's just something that i'll be doing tonight so working on that working on instagram working on reselling there's a lot to do um but i'll get after it and you guys just keep reselling and keep doing what's working for you. I can't stress that enough. Hammer what's working and try and learn new things along the way. It'll pay off dividends in the end. So with that being said, I'm going to go. You guys have a good one and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Peace.